Does your fiance go to festivals with you and how does he feel when you go without him? And what is ruining festival culture? Woof, that's a little harsh. What is your favorite and least favorite thing about podcasting? Hey there, welcome to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. Hosted by me, Emma Capotis. Each week, I'll be covering everything from dance music culture, industry news, trending topics, and festival tips, advice, and reviews. You can also expect to hear stories from ravers, artists, business owners, and more. Tune in every Wednesday for your weekly dose of peace, love, unity, and respect. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. What is up, you guys? Happy Wednesday. So today, I am back with another solo episode. And not only that, but I'm back with another round of hashtag Ask Emma Anything. So if you guys are new here, I like to bring these back every couple of months. I don't even know when the last one was, but... This is the opportunity for me to just jump around. I get to cover a bunch of different topics, which is awesome, and they're all based on your questions. So I collected a ton from Instagram and Facebook and email, and I'm so excited to dive into these things today. Um, I looked at a couple of them in advance, but honestly, we're just going to wing it today, and it's going to be a good time. So it's just me and you. We're just chatting, hanging out as friends, grab a snack, grab a drink. Um, I hope you enjoy this. Uh, It sounded like we had a bunch of different topics. Um, Again, for those of you who don't know, um, I like to make these a little bit more personal so you can really ask me about anything. It doesn't just have to be festival or dance music related. Um, And I decided today I actually did want to start out with a couple of life updates because within the last few months, like two months, I would say at this point, I quit my full-time job. I'm now working in the dance music industry and I'm also a social media coach And it's been a lot of life shifts and a lot of big things happening. And I finally am starting to feel like, okay, we're getting in the groove here. And I wanted to share some updates on that because I'm doing a lot of really exciting things that I can't wait to share with you guys. And I'm super, super grateful for it. So we're going to dive into all of those things today. Um, Before we get started, if you guys are enjoying the podcast, I would absolutely love it if you would consider rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts. And of course, come subscribe on the YouTube channel. We're over here on YouTube and share a link with a friend today. That's all I ask of you. Okay, we got that out of the way. Let's dive right into the questions, I think, right? Actually, no, I'll do the life updates and then we'll do the questions. I I had a bunch. I think there's like 24. Some are going to be fast. Some I'll spend a little bit more time on, but I'm excited. Are you guys excited? All right, let's do this. All right, so life updates. Let me start with this. So I quit my corporate job on April 16th. I had been with my job for four and a half years. I am a graphic designer by trade, and I was the um, design director for this digital media company. I was doing front-end web design, all of that fun stuff. And I grew my online presence throughout the past four years. I started on YouTube, then I started Rave Culture Cast in 2019, And it's just snowballed from there. And I knew very quickly that this is what I wanted to do full time. Like I just knew I wanted to work in this industry. I love creating content more than anything. And I it's just like my life. I absolutely love it. So I set out to figure out a way to do this full time. So that happened two months ago. I had kind of a plan. (laughs) Like I had just stumbled into into this world of coaching, um, which I've talked about it a little bit, but 
I essentially launched my first online course back in January and that was all about how to build a highly engaged social media audience because that's something I really, really pride myself on and I think engagement is like the most important thing on social media. So I did that. It went really well. I got to work with 14 amazing women and I plan on relaunching that again in July. So stay tuned if you guys are interested. Um, So yeah, so this whole like course and coaching thing happened and then I decided to do one-on-one coaching and now I work with creatives and aspiring social media influencers and podcast hosts like YouTubers um, in my one-on-one program and right now it's currently full which is crazy but um, there might be some more openings soon so I always have an application if you guys are ever interested just DM me at Emma Potis on Instagram. So anyway that started picking up and I was like okay I can do this part time, but I need to be able to do something else. And so I had this, you know, crazy experience happen where I met my co-host of the Festival Insider podcast, Michael Julian, and I came to work with his team. And so now I'm working on these really cool projects that I think you guys will enjoy because you're all fans of dance music and music festivals. So um, I'm working a little bit with the um, on Festival Advisor and Festival Insider. If you guys know those Instagram accounts, that is me now. I'm working on those. Um, And we have a lot of big plans in store for both of them. But we're really just so passionate about creating content for fans of, you know, music festivals. Um, I also am working on this project called Gray Area, which I posted about this today in our um, Rave Culture Cast Facebook group. But essentially, Gray Area is this brand new project that we've launched. Um, It's called Spotlight. And essentially, we are trying to grow the house music community in North America. So house music fans, listen up. Um, We've already published, gosh, maybe 10 interviews, but we are highlighting super talented, emerging, not even emerging, just exciting international house talent that we think people should be more aware of. And we're doing these interviews with them and we have exclusive DJ sets from them. And so I've been working like nonstop on that. And I had like a pinch me moment today where I was like, you're doing it. You are working in this industry and it's so crazy and I'm so passionate about it. And I just dove right in. And so like that's literally what I've been doing, you guys. And then on the side of all that, I host this podcast and I still have my YouTube channel and I still do my content on social media. So that's kind of like been my world these past two months. It's been a lot. Like it's been extremely busy, but I do not for one little second regret quitting my job. And I could thank my coach that I was working with, Maddie Maple, for getting me the cur- for helping me get the courage to finally take that leap because honestly, I don't know when it would have happened. So we're not looking back. We're so excited about it. That's where I'm currently at. Um, I'm also in the middle of a group coaching program. So I launched um, a program for future podcasters and we're in the middle of that right now. So I'm working with four incredible future podcasters and I'm helping them launch their podcast by the end of this course. So that is still ongoing. So all of these things are happening. Um, I will definitely keep you guys updated on some of these projects because like I said, there's a lot of... um, a lot of crossovers and topics that I think you'll really be interested in. But if you're not already following along with Gray Area, it's at Enter Gray Area. Definitely do. Festival Advisor, Festival Insider, follow all of those um, because we have a lot in store for you guys. Anyway, that was my long spiel, but that's my life update. So that is what I've been doing. I am so 
excited for festival season I cannot even tell you like every single time I see someone post something or I see a TikTok compilation or I watch a festival trailer I it just feels surreal that that is getting so close and I know some of you listening might have already had your first festival back so I'm so excited for you mine will be ARC Music Festival which is a brand new house and techno festival in the birthplace of house music Chicago Um, That is Labor Day weekend. It's a two-day event. I'm going to that. So if any of you guys are going, I will 100% be doing a a Rave Culture Cast family meetup there. Cannot wait. So that is all booked. I'm ready to go. So many good artists are on that lineup. I'm going to lose my mind. So yeah, I just can't wait. And it's going to be a very busy fall. Um, After that, I've got uh, Imagine Music Festival, EDC Las Vegas, and EDC Orlando. And then we'll see what else happens. But anyways... I'm feeling the energy build is what I was trying to get at. I, you know, it feels like summer in New Jersey. It's been beautiful and sunny and warm all week. Like it's just feeling good. And I hope you guys are feeling that way as well. So with all of that out of the way, um, you guys can let me know too. I always want your feedback on these episodes. So let me know if you like more personal updates. Sometimes I like to dive right into the topics because I know some people just come here for that. So Yeah, you let me know what you want to hear from me. Um, Okay, our affirmation of the week before we dive into the questions. So this week's affirmation is, I don't chase, I attract. What belongs to me will find me. It's that simple. I don't chase, I attract. What belongs to me will find me. It's that simple. Okay, this can apply to so many different things in life. But if you ever feel like something is extremely difficult or it feels heavy or it doesn't feel good it might not be the right thing for you it might not be the right path for you if you have to really force something usually that's the universe telling you this ain't it so do not chase just be in the energy of doing things that feel good to you that bring you joy that make you happy and you start to attract those things into yourself so that is my affirmation for the week you guys we're going to be in a good energy this week we're going to attract good things to ourselves. Um, so yeah, so invite that into your life with me this week. Okay, you guys, I'm going to take a super quick break right here and then I'm going to dive into your questions. Alrighty, you guys, I quickly wanted to do a shout out to my friends over at Lunchbox. They make my absolute favorite hydration pack. It is an anti-theft hydration pack that will keep all of your belongings safe this festival season, you guys. You can also customize it. They have skins that zip on and off the front. They also have these LED wires that you can string on your pack that glow at night, making you easy to find if your friends ever lose you. I've used my lunchbox as a totem before. It totally works, but stay hydrated, stay safe out there. You guys can use code CAPOTES, that's K-A-P-O-T-E-S, CAPOTES, for $11 off orders of 50 or more. So if you're getting a hydration pack, use CAPOTES for $11 off at Lunchbox. All right, you guys, so let's dive into the questions here. So I'm actually going to start at the bottom and then work my way back up but the first question says how do you find local shows or festivals to attend especially smaller ones or ones not part of bigger names like insomniac so there's a couple different ways one thing i definitely recommend is 
identifying what venues are local to you that produce dance music events and follow them. So I follow, for me, Made Event is the big one in New York. So I follow Made Event on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook. I follow Avant Gardner and the Brooklyn Mirage. Those are two of the biggest venues and like some of the clubs in New York City back when I used to club in my mid-20s. So I would follow the actual venues if I were you. And then I would follow the event producers. So like I said, Made Event is big for me. Um, Relentless Beats is big out in Arizona. I know there's a bunch of ones in Texas. Vibe with Eight is your girl if you guys are in that area. Um, Insomniac definitely has a ton in California. So follow the venues and follow the event producers so that you stay up to date with them. Um, And this is harder because you have to follow a lot of artists, but I truly do follow a ton of artists on Instagram and Twitter that I love just so that I stay up to date too with like what their tours are going to be and what their shows are. And then I would say EDM Train. EDM Train is an incredible website and resource, you guys. I've been using that for literally years and you can change the location to be somewhere near you and it will show you events in your area. So that's what I would recommend for finding local shows around you. Okay, this next question says, if Insomniac were to choose a new international destination for EDC, which country and city would you love to see and attend it in? Oh my gosh, that is a good question. Okay, I mean, right off the bat, my brain immediately was like, Greece, do it in Greece, just because I'm Greek and I think that would be insane. But I think any beach location, which I know is what they were doing with Portugal, so I think Croatia is a big place. Um, I mean, Ibiza, like, are you kidding me? I don't know. I don't know if it should be a little bit different than what they're going to do in Portugal, but yeah, oof. I mean, Greece, yep, Spain. I really want to go to Spain, like dying to go there. So that would be amazing. Um, And Croatia, I would say. Those are probably the big three. Unless they did like um, Costa Rica or something like that because you obviously have events like BPM, um, you have SXM and St. Martin. So I don't know. Any island would be really, really cool too, but that is hard, hard to say. Okay. What amenity should be included in all festival grounds? Oof. I hope you guys are playing along with me too. On YouTube, you can leave comments as we go. What amenities should be included in all festival grounds? So I haven't, um, oh, I assumed that as like campgrounds. Maybe they mean just general festival grounds. Well, campgrounds wise, I haven't camped yet. So I can't really speak to the experience of like, this is good and this is bad and we don't have enough of this. I would just say like, I'm not really aware of what the shower situations are, but I would just hope that the showers are like free and they're clean and they're private That is definitely something. Um, Same with the bathrooms. As long as those are cleaned and they have enough of them so there aren't crazy lines. What else would be good? I don't know. I mean, I, I know like there are certain things that are special for certain events. So I know like Electric Forest has... Um, their after parties at the RVs and like that's a really big thing. So I don't know if that's really an amenity, but I would just say like if they could always have after parties or pool parties or like something tied into it, that would be cool. I don't know if that's an amenity, but yeah, just thinking off the top of my head, I just think like the bathroom and shower situation is like the first thing that comes to mind. So yeah, and security. I would just want to make sure like you feel safe and your belongings feel safe is like probably my biggest concern when it comes to festival grounds. So that's kind of what I would say. Okay. 
How do you make friends? How do you make rave friends as an introvert? Good question. Okay, so I'm not in your shoes, so I'm not sure exactly how you're feeling or what approaches you've taken in the past. Um, One of the easiest ways right now that I always say is like, please join Facebook groups, like join communities online if you're not like super comfortable yet with meeting people in person or approaching groups or anything like that. A great way is to like join your favorite artists Facebook page and just start communicating like start leaving comments people recognize the same comments a lot of the time there are discord groups like I said like I've offered in my discord group I made a channel for like find a rave fam so you kind of just have to take that first step and put yourself out there and like do a post or comment on somebody and like initiate the conversation Luckily, the amazing thing about this community is there are so many friendly, like welcoming people. So you're not going to get shot down. Like there's always going to be good people and you will find your group somewhere. Um, And then making rave friends, let's say like at an event. Again, a lot of these carry over. So a lot of them will do meetups at events. So I would highly recommend like going to the meetup at an event as well. Like that's a really good intro. Um, I would say take public transportation as in like shuttles. So if you're staying, um, if you're going to go to a hotel takeover, one, highly recommend that. So you're staying someplace that other ravers are staying. And two, I would definitely take a shuttle or something where a lot of ravers are going to be so that you are kind of like naturally more involved in an area that people are going to be in. And sometimes you just got to take that first leap to say hi to somebody. It could be a simple, I had, I met friends who literally came up to us, me and my two rave fam they came up and they were like hey you guys look like you're having a lot of fun can we dance with you and we were like fuck yes you can (laughs) so like it was literally as easy as that and I still talk to them to this day so that is definitely what I would say good luck out there okay the next question is would you ever want to go back in time to experience the 90s rave scene so actually this question came up I just did another round of truth or drink with my girl vibe with aid and this question was asked there so that's really funny I'm assuming it's the same person so yeah 110 percent would want to go back um I find it so fascinating like I grew up in the 90s so I was just a kid but I find it so fascinating like everything I hear about the flyers and like how underground it was and like the candy kid culture I think it's so fucking cool So 100% plus the music back then sounds like it would have been awesome. So yes, I would definitely love to go back. Um, I'm kind of hoping, I know ARC Music Festival, I mentioned them before, just did um, like a little marketing thing where they had a rave flyer and they had a number on it to call. So I did call it and it was Gene Farris on the line. Um, And you could leave a message, I think, with like your favorite I think it was like festival memory or favorite memory of house music and like Chicago, the Chicago scene. So that was really cool. So I'm kind of hoping because ARC is all about celebrating house music and it's in Chicago, like maybe there will be some of those vibes there, but we shall see. All right, next question. What is ruining festival culture? Woof, that's a little harsh. What is ruining festival culture? I don't know. I would say, I would say, I don't know. I don't really have an answer to that because I I feel like I don't really think about festival culture that way. I don't really focus on like, what would be ruining it um because at this point we also don't have it (laughs) like it's been gone so I feel like I'm gonna love every single part of it like the lines 
gonna have to love it being sweaty and tired gonna have to love it like you kind of are just you know what I mean you you've been without it for so long that I feel like you won't sweat the small stuff anymore I don't know if anybody else feels that way but that's how I feel I'm just like the things you would complain about in the past it's gonna take time for that to happen again because I'm gonna just be so happy to be there so what's ruining festival culture the only thing that pops in my head is I just want to continue to see diverse lineups. That's it. That's the only thing I can think of. Like I've seen a lot of lineups posted in the last few months and um, some of them are very, very similar. So I would love to see more smaller emerging artists, more women, more people of color. Like that would be amazing. So I would love to see more diversity um in lineups because I get excited when I see a festival that like has different talent on there so I don't know if that counts but that would be my answer are you interested in interviewing artists slash organizers at festivals you attend Ooh, you read my mind so yes 100% this is something I've thought about a lot um back pre-pandemic I definitely thought about how I could like up my vlogs. So I did think about like series I could do or like interviewing series and things like that. I love um, Gesture. If you guys don't watch Gesture, he was doing this (laughs) on his YouTube channel. It's so fucking funny. He would like go around to ravers at like pretty much insomniac events and he'd be like, for a dollar, answer this question. And everyone would literally be like pretty fucked up and they couldn't answer the question. It's hysterical. So he has a couple of those on his YouTube channel. And I thought that was so funny. And I was like, you know what? I never, I always vlog the experience, but I never thought to like interview people. So it's definitely on my list. I would say with the stuff I'm doing with Festival Insider and Advisor, there's definitely going to be an opportunity for me to do that in the future. So you guys might see me doing that. I don't know. Um, but yes, 100% would love to do that. I got to figure out how to do an interview on the go. (laughs) Okay. Does your fiance go to festivals with you and how does he feel when you go without him? So no, he does not go to festivals with me. He's gone to one festival with me. He went to day three of Izu in 2019. It's just not his cup of tea. I've talked about this before. Um, I have a full episode. I don't remember what it was called, but it's about like, what to do when your significant other isn't into raving. So definitely check that out if you guys are in a similar situation. Um, But we've kind of like worked out the kinks with that. Like for me at this point, it's like, it's just my happy place. It's where I go away and I work the majority of it. Like I obviously have fun and it's incredible, but like I'm going into an event with a game plan. I'm vlogging, I'm doing meetups, I'm meeting up with so many people like, it's a lot I go you know I have a lot to accomplish in the weekend so it's kind of nice to just go and do my thing um so yeah so he feels fine he's like go do your thing have fun do not make me go (laughs) because he just doesn't want to and I wouldn't want to force him so yes so no we're all good I'm doing all my festivals with friends and things like that and I think it's good for couples to like have their own identities as well and I think that makes us um stronger as a couple so yeah so no we do not do things um some shows he comes to some like shows he went to Alessa with me in 2019 he came to Fisher and Chris Lake and I forget what else but yeah he'll come to some shows in the city with me Okay, should drugs be acceptable at events slash what's the line you draw? 
getting spicy here, you guys. So yeah, so I hope you guys listened to, I think it was two weeks ago now, the episode with Dan Safe. I'm so proud of that episode and I was so, so grateful to have Rachel on. Like she, I just sat back and was like, oh my God, go off. Like she was so knowledgeable and is so passionate about harm reduction and I really, really am proud of everything she shared. So yes, I hope you guys enjoyed that, um, especially if you are going to be taking substances like please be smart about it please be responsible test your drugs know everything out there again the frequency vitamin regimens like all that stuff we talked about so definitely check that episode out but flat out that's a difficult question like flat out should they be acceptable I don't know I think it would completely depend upon the substance because again there have been issues in the past at festivals unfortunately so I don't know if it could be a free for all. I'm sure there are some events like that are more international that are a little bit more loose about their policies. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if how I feel about them being like completely acceptable. I guess it just depends how much what it is. Yeah. So sorry, I don't have a fully clear answer on that. What is your favorite and least favorite thing about podcasting? Great question. Okay favorite thing about podcasting I I don't know I I fell in love with interviewing people and having people on which I didn't think I would like I was very nervous about interviewing in the beginning but now I really really enjoy it and I just like meeting different people now and hearing their stories and then getting to share those things with you like it's a lot of work but I really really love the whole process of it so I don't know I just love the community that that for sure like interacting with you guys on Facebook Facebook and on Discord and the Zoom calls we've done like the actual community has been the most amazing thing like I look forward to it that's why I post so much in the group (laughs) like it's been a huge part of my life and yeah it's just gonna feel surreal when we're actually in person because it's been online for so long now so I think it's gonna feel more real because I have not I have never done a rave culture cast meetup or anything like that in person I just did my own like I did two I think in 2019 and they were awesome so I'm like well we've never even done a family meetup like it's so fucking crazy so favorite thing community for sure and having guests on and meeting all these incredible incredible people and like being the platform to share that with you and share their stories with you is a blessing least favorite thing I don't know about least favorite thing (sighs) (laughs) like it's a lot of work obviously but it doesn't feel like work because I enjoy doing it so I don't really know about least favorite thing I guess technical difficulties when they happen because they do happen like I've recorded things and the microphone wasn't on files have gotten corrupted my computer shut down and closed in the middle of me editing before so like when technical difficulties happen I would say like obviously those are the things I dislike the most but you can't avoid them really okay totally random question what is your specialty dish that you make so I love to cook period like love to cook but I do really like to bake as well not like amazing but I love to bake cookies and my specialty was my mom's recipe we make caramel brownies that are literally heavenly I've been doing this since like high school it's like it's actually not brownie mix sorry it's not from scratch you know (laughs) crucify me whatever it's from a fucking box but whatever it's like devil's food cake 
that you make and then you put that on the bottom and you bake it. Then you um, melt caramels with evaporated milk and you pour that over the cake batter. Then you drop chocolate chips on it. Then you place the rest of the batter because you divide it in half on top and you bake it. And it is so soft and gooey and it's heavenly. It's super decadent though. So hope you guys are hungry now. But my specialty dish is probably still those caramel brownies. Um, and food, I don't know, I like making pasta a lot. Like there's other things I enjoy to make, but I got them from my parents, from my mom and my dad cooking pretty much. Okay, which festivals are you planning to attend this year? I actually covered that in the update. So ARC, Imagine, EDC Las Vegas, and EDC Orlando. Right now, I'm pretty sure those are the only ones I'm going to attend. Okay, I'm going solo to my very first Beyond Wonderland and EDC Orlando this year. Any tips? Yes, so many first time ravers, you guys. I'm so excited for you. So I kind of sound like a broken record at this point, but if you're new here, then you're hearing this for the first time. But okay, tips. There's a couple here. Um, Number one, of course, wear comfortable shoes, you guys. Break in your shoes. You don't have to get fancy. Like wear comfortable sneakers. Wear an outfit that you feel comfortable in. Um, I would say definitely back up your phone. That's just a safety precaution. I back up my phone before every single event because you just never know. And God forbid you get something stolen and you haven't backed it up for 180 days. Like you're going to get pissed. So do that. Put a passcode on it. Um, What else would I say? First time tips. I've never done Beyond Wonderland in particular, but EDC Orlando is a really good time. Same thing. Just have a game plan, like figure out your transportation in advance for any festival. I would always say that like a lot of people rely on rideshare or something like that and it's usually a mess. So just know all your options. I really prefer taking shuttles if they're offered because usually they have a separate route and a separate parking situation and it's really easy to find rather than getting out of an event with tens of thousands of people trying to get an Uber at the same time. So know your transportation options for sure communicate 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 with your group if you're going with a group pick a meeting spot if you're gonna split up you guys prefer not to split up but if you do pick meeting spots communicate with each other um take a buddy to the bathroom with you I've gotten lost so many times (laughs) um and again stay hydrated if you guys are gonna be taking substances of any kind please stay hydrated Um, have it powerade whatever it might be test your shit like whatever Um, but please be safe you guys um, and let somebody know where you are all right definitely be careful with that don't buy anything off strangers like oh my god yeah please be safe out there you guys okay um should oh they wanted me to cover fitness life around festivals so that wasn't really a question just cover fitness life around festivals so I don't know too much to say here. Like I used to do a lot more fitness and health, like healthy eating content on my YouTube channel. And I really haven't done that in this past year because it hasn't been the biggest priority, if you know what I'm saying. Um, But I would say at this point, I think everybody's tolerance is going to be a lot different for me personally. And it's not a good thing. I sit a lot. I'm at my computer majority of the day. I have my Peloton and I try to get up to do walks, but I literally was out with my mom for a couple hours the other day and it was like sad to me how bad my legs hurt and I was only standing for a couple hours. 
So start to build up your tolerance like two months before, like whether it's walking or running on the treadmill, like pick up your cardio a little bit. Um, I really like to lift weights. Lifting weights is a really good thing, especially if you're trying to get a little bit more cut or a little bit more tone. I love lifting weights. It makes me feel strong and healthy. And I really, really um, love the way my body looks when I lift. So yeah. Um, And then I would say around festivals, like say at a festival, definitely try to still eat well-rounded. Like a lot of the times they have a lot of like, um, what is it? Fried food and things like that. A lot of carbs, but they do offer healthy food. They offer a lot of greens and veggies and smoothies and things like that too. So still get all your nutrients that you would need um, to have enough energy at an event and drink a lot of water for sure, you guys. Okay, how are y'all feeling? I hope you guys are enjoying this so far. I'm about halfway through with questions. So, okay, next one up. Which festivals are a must for a budget traveler? So say I only want to do two to three per year. Which festivals are a must if you're on a budget? Okay, that's a hard question. (laughs) And here's why. Are we speaking internationally or are we speaking in the United States? Because it's a different scenario. Like, woof. Um... Let's say, let's pick the United States to start. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm going to see say EDC Las Vegas. It's my favorite event. So I would definitely, from my experience in the past, when I only did two or three festivals, EDC was always one of them. Um, Pre-COVID and everything, Ultra, you guys, Ultra is still a staple electronic dance music festival. Um, if you are trying to see some really, really good acts and you want to go to Miami, Ultra could definitely be one that is worth your money. Um, Depending on your location, like if you are closer to California, you could pick any of the Insomniac events. Um, But if you are traveling, that's hard. I think a lot of people would say Nocturnal or Beyond would be worth your money. Um, Anything else in Florida too? Because you do have like Okeechobee, which I've heard really good things about. I mean, Electric Forest, like for me in the past, it was either EDC or Electric Forest. And so in 2020, I was going to skip EDC and I was going to go to Electric Forest. So I would say EDC or Electric Forest, like maybe pick one of those and then maybe pick um, something that's like an intermediate, like an electric zoo could be really cool if you want to go to New York City like I said, an ultra or maybe you want to hit up a camping festival and you want to do like a Bonnaroo or an Okeechobee. Um, and then you have more mixed genre festival festivals. So do you want to do a Lollapalooza and go to Chicago or something like that? So, OK, that was all over the place. But if I could only pick two to three, Emma living in New Jersey on a budget, I I would obviously do Electric Zoo because that's in my backyard. That's in New York City. So transportation costs would not be high for me. I would pick EDC or Electric Forest, like I mentioned. Let's pick Electric Forest because it would have been something new for me. And then, honestly, I would throw something in there that's like intermediate. So that's not super high ticket. EDC Orlando, Imagine Music Festival, something like that, that you could kind of, um, those are for me on the East Coast still so I could fly easily to them so that's kind of what I would say base it off of your location if you can hit a local for like one to two of them and then the third is a little bit more travel involved that's how I would personally plan that you've also got Texas too Texas has a ton of festivals okay are you going to hard summer no 
Unfortunately not. I don't think I'm ever going to go to Hard Summer, you guys. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Don't think that festival is for me. Um, okay, I'm actually going to take a super quick um, break right here just to take a breather, get a glass of water, and then I will be right back. All right, you guys, so we're back and we have a juicy question. I swear, you guys, with these questions, to roll or not to roll, that is the question. To roll or not to roll, that is a personal decision. I cannot make that choice for you. Again, all I can say is go listen to the Dance Safe episode. Um, please watch the frequency in which you are taking things. Please watch the amount. Please do not overdo it. Um, cannot stress that enough about like taking more than one in a night. Like, just don't don't do it, you guys. Don't do it a couple of days in a row. Um, don't do it multiple weekends in a row like it genuinely will affect your brain so please be careful um but to roll or not to roll that is your your prerogative just test your stuff okay dealing with oh this is an interesting question this is totally unrelated this is what I mean you never know what you're gonna get dealing with jealousy slash low-key hate from friends slash acquaintances after weight loss Wow, really interesting topic. So I can't say that I've had like this exact experience, but something similar, I will say. Um, If anybody is new here, you may not have heard me talk about this, but I've gone through like a couple dramatic weight loss, not dramatic, but like a couple big weight losses in my life. I've yo-yo dieted. So in high school, I gained a ton of weight. And then before my senior year of high school, I lost like 25 pounds And then I put it all back on in college and got to the heaviest weight I had ever been. And then around like the time I was 25, I finally like got really healthy. And that's when I started lifting and doing HIIT workouts and stuff. And I lost 30 pounds. And like I'm a small person, I'm 5'1". So that was a lot for me. So I've done that like a couple times and like luckily can say I'm finally, you know, changed my lifestyle. I'm at a good place. But I definitely say there were some like Not uncomfortable situations, but there were definitely, I went through some growing pains in my mid-20s when I had that big weight loss because I kind of held myself back for a really long time. So when that happened, I kind of went crazy and I just like felt so confident and I enjoyed myself and like I went a little, just a little overboard and I think I was just like really feeling myself and stuff like that. And I definitely felt some like growing pains um, when that happened But so I would say like you just need to own yourself and be comfortable with yourself and you shouldn't apologize for either like feeling really good or feeling differently. Like that is a huge transformation and you're just dealing with how that feels and if the world looks different to you or you look at yourself differently, like you go through a lot of things when that happens and what I found, which might be happening to you, is people get comfortable with you being a certain way. So when you stop being that way and say like me, I was a little bit more shy and timid and I didn't want attention from boys and I didn't really date for a very long time to then like went a little boy crazy, like had fun, kind of put my started putting myself first because I really did not do that. Then it was like, oh, who is this girl like coming out here, being a little selfish, doing her thing, like doesn't really care. Um, And so people don't like that when you change your personality to not conform to theirs or 
you know, to not go along with them anymore. And sometimes those friendships might go away and that's completely okay. Like you will come to realize life comes in ebbs and flows and not everybody is meant there forever. The ones that love you and care about you will still communicate with you properly and be supportive and talk to you and you'll have real conversations with them and then the other ones are not meant for you. So I would just say, sorry, this is really long. I'm going on a tangent, but I would say like the ones that you know are like really being genuine and there for you, have conversations with them and be open to listening because it's an, it might be an adjustment for them too. But at the end of the day, like you're going through a really, really big thing and you deserve, you know, the right to express yourself and feel how you feel and step into this new part of yourself, whatever that might mean for you. So honestly, you might just have to distance. How do you deal with jealousy and low-key hate? Distance, if that is the best solution. If it doesn't feel good to you, you might need to create some space between some people and that might stay and that might not. Usually you'll be totally fine, but friends who are real friends will understand that you're going through something. Okay, Emma just went on a long tangent. I hope you guys liked that. (laughs) Did that strike a nerve? Maybe it did. Okay, what is your morning routine before work? So now that I work from home full time, I kind of have my own schedule, but I am trying to wake up earlier. That is my thing. I definitely was waking up, not waking up. I was getting out of bed a little too late. And I definitely want to take like more advantage of my morning. So now I try and get up by 7, between 7, 7.30. Um, I usually ride on the Peloton or go lift weights. We have a little at-home gym. Um, And then I make a good breakfast. I pretty much eat the same thing every day, like eggs and turkey bacon or eggs and turkey sausage and half an avocado almost every single morning with some hot sauce on it. Have my morning coffee and then I basically sit at my computer and dive straight into things like it's that busy. So I either work on my own stuff for a little bit like the podcast or my YouTube videos or my Instagram content and then dive into my work or depending on the day like that's pretty much it. Um, If it's a day where I know I have to film I'll do my makeup the first thing in the morning but for the most part it's usually some combination of either I eat and get right into work or I have a little bit of time so I'll work out oh and I hello I just forgot the most important part almost every morning this week was bad because it was busy but almost every morning right after I work out I pull my tarot cards and I journal and I meditate that's like my favorite part of the day so I kind of like feel bad because I haven't done that in the last few days but yeah I usually pull my cards every single morning it's my favorite time of day I absolutely love it what kind of uh, what style of wedding dress are you looking for? So I bought my wedding dress back in January. I'm not going to say the style. Um, the It definitely was something I kind of knew the style I was looking for, but it was even a little bit more different than I imagined. It was better than I imagined. But um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. It's really, really pretty. <laughs> OK, if you could bring one DJ group or DJ back together For a four-hour set, who would it be? What time would they play? And what festival would they play at? Wow. Oh, no. Okay, this is why you can't do things on the spot because... Okay, it just popped into my head. I was going to say Swedish House Mafia. That's the obvious answer, you guys. I would fucking bring back Jack Yu. If you haven't seen a Jack Yu set, I'm so sorry, but I saw them so many times and they... 
talk about me losing my absolute shit like I would be fucking throwing it left and right going absolutely crazy I remember I was at XS in Las Vegas and we were in the front row against the railing in the club for the Jack U set and like we lost our goddamn minds oh my god I saw them in Miami like I've seen them play festivals and that is Skrillex and Diplo's project when they were Jack U so I would bring them back um what time would they play oh they would have to be playing later at night like it would have to be like a 1 2 a.m set what festival would they play at I mean, I always think Vegas for them, but like Miami Ultra would be pretty fucking crazy. EDC Las Vegas would be crazy. Even Electric Zoo would be fun. But yeah, any of them, any of the above. I love Jackie. Oh my God. So good. Okay. Last three questions, you guys. What's one genre you haven't explored that you'd like to? Ooh. I mean... Uh, it's hard because there's a million and one subgenres, so I really don't even know. I, the ones that I do listen to are coming to mind. One genre you haven't explored that you like to. Hmm. I don't know. There's just probably some that I wish I would dive into more than I do. Like, prop, I have to say, like any certain subgenres of bass music like I feel like I haven't really given free form bass or experimental experimental bass a chance so maybe those two just to like actually sit down listen to some artists that fall under those categories and like give them a chance so probably those two I would say because otherwise like I'm very much into house techno melodic dubstep like that kind of stuff I really love um even trance but yeah, I would say experimental or freeform base. I should know a little bit more about. Okay, last two questions are actually content questions. How how to find what you're good at career-wise? I am in such a rut. Okay, feel your pain. One, I would recommend working with Vibe With Aid because she's a cr- incredible and she has her one-on-one coaching program which helps you find your why and I feel like this falls right into that category because when you find your why you find your purpose of what you want to do I always found that I ruled things out by trying so what I mean by that is I would do like internships and jobs and figure out what I didn't like to get me closer to what I liked if that makes sense so like in college I was an art major but I did like a photo internship at a magazine and realized I did not want to do that. (laughs) And then I did like other jobs and I was like, nope, don't want to do that either. Like I've been involved obviously in like web design and I don't like development really. Like that's not my jam. So I think you just have to try different things. Like I've done jobs for free, work for different people, like freelance, do different things and then in different industries and see what you do like and what you don't like. Um, I'm also very big at this time in my life in pursuing the things that truly bring you joy. Um, So if you have a hobby or an interest right now, like is there a way that you could turn that into a career? Because that's what I did. Like I took something I was super passionate about, did it as a side hustle just for fun. And then I was like, this is it. This is the thing. I'm going to do whatever I can at all costs, like work in this space. So experiment. If you're in a rut, 
try different things try a couple different things explore 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 um volunteer talk to friends and family see if anybody knows if anybody's hiring try try different things um there's a lot of things you can do online right now too so you've got this you will find your why i promise last question how do you balance a full-time job and content creation so i was gonna say i don't really do that anymore but i still do i still do that now um at the time in the four years i did that with my full full full-time job it was difficult but it was amazing so i spent every waking hour besides being at my job on my youtube channel my podcast and my social media platforms like that might not sound healthy but like seven days a week for the last four years pretty much um I just am obsessed with it and the weekends are a really, really great time to create content. I shoot things in batches, which I recommend to all of my clients that I work with because it saves your time and your energy in the long run Um, and you become obsessed with it. If if you're obsessed with it, then it doesn't feel like work. So if you have a really demanding full-time job, can you just dedicate certain blocks of time, even if it's just half an hour every night or an hour every night? that you can just like slowly chip away and slowly work at something because that eventually adds up to progress over time. Um, And it's just prioritizing. Like if it really, really is a big deal to you and you're super passionate about it, you'll find an hour over the weekend that you can do it. Like an hour not on TikTok or not watching a TV show or doing something like that um, where you can just like section it out and focus focus on creating content. Um, But I know people definitely like I have friends who are nurses and flight attendants, all all this stuff who are content creators as well. And their schedules are like all over the place. Um, And so they fit it in when they can. And yeah, I would recommend batch content creation. So that means um, shooting a bunch of photos at once. That means recording a bunch of YouTube videos back to back, podcast episodes, doing interviews stacked on top of each other, whatever it might be so that you can get like a week's worth of content done in like two hours or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So long story short, you find a way. um, Just see, look at your week now. Look at where you're spending your time. Write it down. See if there's an extra half an hour every day, hour every day, whatever it might be um, that you could dedicate to creating content. And with that, you guys... We are done. We almost made it to an hour. Are we shocked that I could talk this long? Nope, I'm not. Anyway, um, I do not have any news for you this week. I just had to actually batch content create. So I had to film two back to back. So no new news this week, but I hope I had enough stuff jam packed in this episode. Again, I really, really want to hear your feedback. So let me know if you like me doing these. Let me know if you like more of the personal questions and life updates and all of that, because I do really want to keep you in the loop with what's going on because there's a lot going on behind the scenes um so yeah so my door is always open you can always dm me at emma capotis or at rave culture cast and again you can comment on the youtube channel or in the facebook group um i wanted to quickly shout out the merch line i have rave culture cast merch and a new plur collection so peace love unity and respect i have it on t-shirts tank tops hoodies i've got a mug all that good stuff if you guys want to shop the line there is a link in the description box and i really appreciate you guys picking something up um i think that's all i have i'm going to be back next week with a new interview i'm super excited about it again if you guys enjoy these it means so much to me if you could rate and review and 
share this link with a friend today or make this your Instagram stories. It means the world. So thank you guys so much for supporting. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have an incredible week out there. You guys, remember, I don't chase, I attract. What belongs to me will find me. It's that simple. Have an awesome week, you guys. I'll see you next Wednesday. Bye.